Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. Welcome to Karate Without Belts. And what's that? What did I hear? Did I hear a crossover? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, their first time uh, crossover podcast with uh, Mr. Josh Simmers. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. Yes, that's right. Crossover with the Okinawa Karate Podcast. Yes. Because as always, I am Josh Simmers coming to you from the birthplace of Karate Okinawa, Japan, which I actually am, luckily, sitting here in, in Okinawa. And I wish you were too. I wish yes. you were here, and, and uh, we, well, I wish we had just got done training for several hours, and you know, got oh to God. discuss kata in person and stuff like that. But we'll yes. get there one day. Which is kind of funny too, because I mean, you know, it's so close but yet so far away. I can literally see Okinawa from my house, but <laughs> there's just I'm, I'm just kind of stuck in kind of core in time land. Do you want to explain? Exactly what I so mean. It's, I mean, we're stuck in this COVID mess that so many other people are, and uh, I guess in Japan we're not forbidden from traveling, right? No, and I we're don't even think in other smart. places. Yeah, I, yeah. So I guess as far back, I want to say as March, we were planning on doing this. Yeah, With I Mr. had U three people that were supposed to be here on on the island. You were one of them. There was three interviews that I wanted to do in person. And obviously that's not happening. So I did two Zoom videos earlier this year with two of the individuals that were supposed to be here by now. And then right. you were supposed to be here and kind of, you know, okay, next month maybe we'll push it off or this or that. Because like you said, you can see Okinawa from where you're at. <laughs> but uh, And the invisible prefectural line. Thank you, America. Yep, yep. So um, just to be we safe. Uh, mention too, to not be glib. But we should mention that today is 8-6, and this is not something I think most people of our countrymen actually know, but it's something that's uh, painfully, uh, a painful reminder every year, is that uh, today is the 75th anniversary of the bomb drop on Hiroshima. Yes. So, yes. Um, we should not let go by letting that Should it, and you know, I'm, I, I'm sorry to say that, Earlier this month, we had, you know, we had passed the 75th anniversary from when the battle ended here in Okinawa. And because of COVID, the celebrations that we were supposed to have, and it's weird to say it like that. We shouldn't say celebration, but the memorials that we were supposed to have, we couldn't because of COVID. And so many people were staying away. And then today as well, there's a lot of stuff on the internet about it. A lot of things are being posted in the news, but... Because of COVID, we're just not able to do some of the ceremonies that I, that we would have liked to have done. I did not go to Peace Prayer Park this year. I wanted to go down there, but we were still in the middle of this COVID situation, so we, we stayed away. I actually had off work because I get the Japanese holidays off. You do as well, right? Relatively speaking. That, yeah. was, a, that was a holiday for, for us here in Okinawa. I'm not sure if it is for everywhere. No, we didn't. Technically, we didn't get it off. We had a oh. lot of... Um, well... What day was that? That was... I pulled the calendar down. I think it was a Japanese holiday. There was two of them back-to-back. -back. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Last yes, month. yes, yes, yes. I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I had off for that. But, yeah, it's uh, just... June uh, 23rd. Yeah, that feels I... like 50 years ago, but it was not even a month ago. But, no, no, I know. Wait, never, I forgot today ago. was Thursday. Today is Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes, it is I'm... August 6th, Thursday. So, 
Yeah, we, we, you and I had talked about doing this several times because we have an interesting background that, that somehow crosses over in the, the lineage of, of uh, Nakamura Shigeru's art, right? A bit there, a little bit of Okinawa Kempo, and then... Uh, also York. Pennsylvania. We're both from also Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Exactly. I'm from the northeastern part. You're from from the southeastern part, right? Yeah, I'm, I've got my Rocky shirt on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Delco represent... Yeah, so we have that that connection there, and just kind of like you and I have never met. Yes, and that's the kind of crazy thing that that we that we have been tr- we were like ships in the night. We've been trying to get on. Like I came to o- down to Okinawa for like just kind of a party night. I was like, "Hey, you around?" And you're like, "Nah, I'm, I'm off training." And I was like, stopped by James's place when he still had the pl- with the place open. Every time I'd gone down, I don't know, you were out and I was there. Last summer I had to go to Okinawa three times for visa stuff and it was the last time I was there. Yeah, there's always oh, something going on, but we're doing this over Skype. And, yes. Uh, and that's that's your format anyway, so that works well because you're familiar with that. I mean... I- not the type that does i don't usually do my my podcasts over over video i've done three of them earlier this year because i had to but those mm-hmm. individuals are supposed to be here on island yeah. uh, so wanted to keep it going anyway and and actually I, I, to be honest with you i thought well let me try this let me try the zoom thing because i figured it would be like one month or two months of of quarantine or you know limited travel but then it just kept dragging on and on and on so it will continue to yeah, it will. Um, but it's just—it's part of our lives. Put it foreseeable future. From my angle of doing the podcast, I'm right. probably not going to do any more videos unless it's with someone that I've already met right. and we set something up. I've had two people that have reached out to me from America, from the states that wanted me to do something, and I, I just have not met those people yet. And that's just—that's not. I'm not trying to be rude to them. I, it's not because I don't think they have quality information to share. It's just when I started doing my podcast here in Okinawa, I wanted to always meet the person in, and preferably I want to train together, right? So I can learn more about you and then I can talk about the training during the podcast. We can have more of a conversation. And that's harder for me to do right now. I had to cancel some some visits for August. I had lined up with different dojos here in, on the island and I just, I'm not going to do it now for safety just, reasons. Just, in, um, just on Okinawa. But that's just kind of the angle that I've come from with my podcast uh, because I also wanted to get into some more video. I wanted to do more videos at the dojos and share the training that we're doing, but uh, it works out well because you're, you're familiar with doing them on Skype. What um, I wanted to say first is that when we started uh, you were, you know, I saw that like it was you and like a couple other people had podcasts and I I looked at them and I was like, I don't know if I should do this. Uh, You know, what do I got to say? But you know, when I, I kind of spun it from a different angle, and then I thought, oh, wow, these guys are going to think I'm hoarding in on their territory, or I'm just trying to copy them. And couldn't couldn't have been farther away from the truth. You, like, were the first comment on one of our, fir- uh, one of our <laughs> first podcasts, and we're like, like what I'm hearing, keep going. Yeah. And then you did a shout-out to us um, in yeah. one of your videos, and I was, like, so thankful for that. Rising so. tide, man. Rising tide lifts all ships, right, or something like that. I, yes, I feel um, the same way. Um, you know, what's funny is when I started mine, I, I, I put a blurb in there. The only podcast, the only the only uh, karate podcast coming to you from the birthplace of karate Okinawa, Japan. And then about a month or two after I started mine or maybe even half a year, I don't know. 
there was a guy named James East. Have you met James? James East? James East. Yeah, I don't know if you – okay, he's a Canadian that lives here on Okinawa, and I think he teaches at one of the colleges. Okay. And he was doing a podcast called okay. uh, The Path the Path to the East or something like that with James East. And his sensei is a, his sensei in their dojo are members of the same um, Rengokai that, that or Renmei that, that we are, that my uh, sensei is a member of. So we met there and we got talking. I was like, oh, I, I guess I can't say I'm the only podcast coming from Okinawa now. The only karate podcast. But the only karate podcast, right. There you go. But he stopped. So I think I now am the only one coming from Okinawa. But I, I you know. You pushed him out. You got rid ten, of the competition. There could be 10 more out there tomorrow. And there's plenty of room for everybody to be doing something. But I started mine when uh, I was sitting here listening to podcasts. There's some really good ones out there. And I thought, man, nobody is actually doing anything. Really, I felt specific about Okinawa. There's a lot of really good martial arts podcasts out there that cover a variety of, of martial arts. But then I was like, well, I'm here in Okinawa. Let's try to do something specific to Okinawa. And that's kind of why I, I wanted to shy away from the videos. I have no problem interviewing Americans or anybody else that are here, right, when they come train. Or if I leave the island and I go somewhere, it's not like I'm only going to interview Okinawans. But that's just kind of why I wanted to keep it that way. And then, yeah, you. when did you get to your own? What year did you move there? Um, somewhere between now and 2019. But, but I think I found I, you. You were on. You were doing your podcast before you moved there. Yeah. So I was doing. I started my podcast. Uh, but up, but We started it. The first episode was the end of 2018. This was okay. a good friend of mine, Marty. And then okay. Marty was kind of like, "I got things going on, John. I got I got new new promotion in life." I'm like, "All right, that's great." Because I can't be on the podcast all the time. And then. Yeah, we still like yeah. talk every day, but yeah. it's just um, we're gonna we're gonna see about getting him on. Then my, one of my old mentors, Jeremy, kind of contacted me out of the blue and was like, "Listen to your podcast." I'm like, "By the by, maybe want to come be a be a co-host most of the time." And he was like, "All right," as is kind of like what we'd end up talking about anyway. And that's kind of a, how I see um, what we do. But that's kind of, and I think that's the kind of the primary difference is that you know you do these really good kind of deep conversations with people and like after you've done training with them on the floor uh, and after you kind of you know had an experience with somebody or have had experiences with them mm -hmm. um mine is always it's kind of more like i have this topic we want to talk about which and that's, they're they're two they're two different ideas awesome. yeah they're just two different they're two different ways to which is like an example of how this medium and kind of i guess the topic we're getting today the the kind of new age of media is especially uh, right now with covid right yeah and this is why i didn't want to do anything on zoom because it seems like uh all the late night hosts are essentially taking <laughs> that space <laughs> yes they are. well and i think everyone's I, gonna get tired of that and so that's why i'm like i'm yeah, glad i glad i never did so anything like that i had i had to backpedal there um about zoom i i was pretty vocal in the beginning again when i thought <clears throat> when i thought we were going to be like in a one to two month lockdown everyone was immediately jumping on zoom and I, I have this i have a personal problem with um people trying to learn kata straight from a video mm. i think it's fine to supplement 
your kata if you know, uh, or yeah, supplement your training if you know the kata, or there's one thing that you're trying to analyze and you've maybe trained with that sensei or something in that style, and you're like, okay, oh yeah, let's see what this guy's doing in the kata. Like, okay, here I give you an example Okinawa Kempo, right? I okay. love looking at the videos of Oyata sensei, there's some from back in the 60s, right. uh, black and white, there's some older ones of Odo sensei, and I'll try to look at those and do comparisons, but I despise 100% learning from a video, strictly learning from a video. You know, that's Speaking like, about uh, me, I learned Nisei Shi from an old video. Did you? But you're in the system. I you guess. Have, I don't know. Like, who's in it and, and out of systems? Like, it, Well, true, 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 true. But, I, had, I had someone later on who was able to give me guidance on it. Yep, I guess it's, I, I sympathize with where you're coming from. Well, do you that. remember that there was a scene in the very first Karate Kid, and I never, I never, never really hit me so funny before, but until this COVID thing comes along and everything, and where Daniel is in his apartment practicing, and Mr. Miyagi comes in to fix the sink, and he says something about, um, "Oh, you're doing you're doing karate," and he's like, "Yeah," and he looks down, and he's, "Oh, you're learning from a book." And he goes, yeah, and a few nights at the Y, the YMCA where I trained. And it's just it's like that image of, yep, you're learning from a book, you know. And now everybody's trying to learn from online. However, I had to eat my words because I've attended quite a few Zoom training sessions with one, with one particular sensei uh, that knows our kata very well because uh, he trained Okinawa Kempo for a long time. And... Uh, he now teaches if you ask him what he teaches now he just teaches okinawa karate actually i interviewed him uh, pat mcgill sensei pat mcgill that was one of He's the best doing zoom training done. he was really uh, that was a really one of the best ones i've heard thank um, you um well he he does zoom training for his own students every single day or five days a week five days a week so yeah. he set up zoom training for his students um and he goes to the dojo and then he has a handful of his students that are logging on every day and they're at home. Yeah. So he sent me this invite and he said, Hey, if you want to join, because on he's, he does, he still teaches only Okinawa Kempo uh, weapons. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try to join, you know, um, and I loved it. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be over the zoom training. Cause I don't, I don't know if you've used zoom or if you've been on any of these, uh, chats with a bunch of people on a video and you have the ability to see everybody in a grid or you can just look at the only only the person talking right so i i block everybody else out or they're like these little tiny icons on the right hand corner and i on my tv i go downstairs and i connect my computer to my 52 inch tv and there's pat sensei at his dojo in in san francisco up there on my television and it's just it's like it's just just me and him so out of a very selfish out of a very selfish way i've come to like this zoom training so well i was very we were doing uh me and jeremy were doing webex training okay uh, something like god it's like eight years ago now and so yeah so basically i don't know if i really want to tip the hat on this but the the webex stuff the tech, not the base technology for that Zoom kind of took, yeah, and or just uses. I don't know if I can get Jeremy to kind of maybe talk about that next time. I'll just kind of, to kind of like lay the dirt on, kind of like lay the bodies at, at Zoom's feet. But 
you see uh, it kind of goes back to like if you know the person i think it's it's not that big of a deal uh, especially if like there's a distance involved because for a long time it was me and one of my old uh buddy students uh, i call him a buddy student because like we're the same age but i was teaching him but he was also like we, we were like fairly close in terms of a lot of things and so we were you know someone had said something very poignantly and said you don't get good by going to two seminars a year and that hit me very 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 where i lived because it was like well i only go to two seminars a year to this particular thing it's what i've been doing it's the only way i've been able to do it it's the only way people a lot of people have been able to do this for a long time without like direct weekly communication at Mm -hmm. least and then jeremy and i started getting on the webex stuff and then kind of we did did that every week for like six months and i go back to the seminar and everyone's like what happened to those two like what do you mean like did they go in the room of spirit and time what like when did they learn all this stuff it's like oh yeah Yeah. we've been hanging out with jeremy like every week just learning different stuff and working on different stuff so that's so i i'm a believer now as well i really am but like you said if you know the person and then you can train with them it it really is like you're there in the dojo with them other than body contact right yeah Um, and that's why it works out so well if it was just trying to join from the beginning and not knowing the system uh, or anything about it, it would be it'd be very difficult. Um, as a matter of fact, there's some people here on Okinawa that are doing it now, uh, but it, it's a little bit too different for me that I, I, I'd have to be in person to ask more questions. I can't do a one-hour Zoom just learning from scratch. But hey, people are making it work, especially right now. I know you have to know people. I know people, unfortunately, that close doors perhaps forever and i think there's going to be more i am world actually so cautiously speaking on this in terms of uh i have something i'm going to talk i have a little little essay that i've been trying to kick my butt into to fixing up enough to to publish Mm -hmm. in terms of like video essay and one of the things i like i have to keep on rewriting it Mm because this thing just keeps on getting worse and worse so one of the things i have to say is like hopefully I'm going to be able to publish that before I publish this is the saying like, look, most of this is still true despite the way the world's going mm-hmm. and people are closing their doors and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, not only dojos, right? Of course, that's what I refer to because that's the type of relationships I have. Not, not business. It's not a business for me. People that, that business and it's, it's sad that, they're probably not going to make it through this year. Uh, hopefully, yeah. things turn around. <clears throat> well, and the thing is, the big thing with that is being able to figure out not necessarily having the space that you have, but it's the space, you know, being able to at least continue the practice. Mm-hmm. And if you can continue the practice, and then you can continue to have the people along. Though the money might not be there necessarily, at least you still have that. So when things mm-hmm. do get better, you have that group of people, you have that pool of people to kind of pull back together and bring bring it back. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's what everyone's hoping for. At least. You know, one of the things here in Okinawa that I think was, is, you know this, and I know this living here, but uh, I think some people that travel over here, they're a little bit surprised that, that dojos over here are so small. I mean, physically small, right? They're not, they're not huge rooms. And they typically don't have a lot of students. 
And yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm talking like some world famous 10th degree black belts that travel the world and put on seminars for 500 people at a time or 500 people travel over here. But you go to their class on any regular day, 10 people. But that person probably still has a day job. Yeah. If they're retired, then that's all they're doing now is teaching. But they, they have a retirement. But the a sweet, sweet majority, Japanese pension. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're teaching teaching karate was not their their job it was not their profession that's not how they paid the bills and i think it's great if people can do that but we're kind of in a situation now where we see a lot of people can't now that being said there's a lot of jobs that are not being performed right now so i'm not trying to get a get a knock anybody that said you know i'm gonna go teach karate for the rest of my life that's not what i'm talking about but i'm mean, specifically in okinawa uh, i don't know other than someone like maybe Sakamoto Sensei, who has the, you know, the the Japan team, the Ryu Ryu World Champions there, right? But he, I think, also retired from. I think, I think he worked to retirement. But his students are not working. His students, his head, his top students there, the one Kiyuna uh, and the others, their profession is teaching. There's a handful of them that that's their job. They're, they're, they're not, they don't have a day job and then they teach at night. Their job is teaching and going out and winning every tournament. And unfortunately, right the, now, with the Olympics right now, that didn't happen. So and that, that was the big promise for like eight years. Yep. Of like, of, or, yeah, I think it's something like eight years now where it's like they were, you know, 2020 Olympics, 2020 Olympics, 2020 yep. Olympics, 2020 Olympics, Japan 2020, Tokyo 2020. And that to just be gone, like it just felt like the air was taken out of the room for a lot of people. Yep, it was. But um, I guess what that has led us to is this, and I think you you really hit it on the head, where it's not just Zoom, but also how new media is kind of reshaping kind of our thoughts on karate. I guess in terms of like social media and stuff like that. And so, like for example, like you and you and me started talking on Facebook. Yep. And I don't think if without like the podcasting forum, we probably would not have really crossed paths. Right, right. And so and I I, I it's kind of get, you know, inside baseball, but I was just just thinking like how effective is both A, this new social media stuff with karate in itself, and B, how helpful is it being towards, you know, where, where, Josh, where do you think it's going in terms of how it's either helping or hurting? Or... I think Just... it's, a, it's a tornado. <laughs> I think some things are going to fall out and they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna be unscathed. And I think other things are being destroyed. I personally have taken probably a month and a half away from social media. I didn't, I didn't get off completely, I've, but I've, I personally have not produced any new content in over a month. Now, a big reason is because I'm not going to the dojos and interviewing people and training with them. But I have both, both with, with martial arts and with other topics, I've become so disgusted with social media over the last probably 60 to 90 days that I've gotten to the point where I've completely thought about dropping off 100%. Yeah. But 
you know, I never, I was never even on social media until I moved back over here to Japan in 2015. When I was back in the States, I did not have a Facebook account. I had nothing. I, I mean, Twitter was around. I didn't have that. I don't know if Instagram was around then. Um, I didn't have that. Did you even exist? I existed, believe it or not. I remember going to the dojo one day and uh, Sensei saying, you need to have a Facebook account so I can tag you. I was like, what the heck does that mean? I mean, we, we play tag like what, what you're talking about. That's got to be a really awkward conversation if you have no context for what. I had no clue. And she explained it to me like, okay, now I'm saying you want me to put on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And you think so, about like even like even like ten years ago, it's like yeah, the inter- the karate internet video. What? What yep. are you talking about? What? Yep. Go get a sandwich. Go get a life. Like. Yep. So when I moved over here, I got on Facebook because I wanted to keep in touch with family. I remember giving some of my family members a hard time when I was living in the States, uh, like a cousin of mine, uh, when his son was born and we were, you know, hundreds of miles away in a different state. I was like, geez, you know, it'd be nice if you sent me an email, you know, pictures of your, of your son, you know, my, my second cousin. And he was like, it'd be nice if you got on Facebook and you'd see all the pictures I posted. Okay. I'm not on social media, you know? So when I moved over here, I thought, well, I'd better do that to keep in touch with family. And then it was like this whole world of like, wow, look at all this. Well, look at all that. Look at all this. And all these, oh, wait, this person's wrong about that. And then you go down this rabbit hole, right? Yeah. When I started the podcast, I, I thought, well, I need to have a another page for the podcast, then Instagram, and then I had Twitter for a while, and then I got rid of that, and then oh, maybe I need a website, and one thing leads to another, and then you got to maintain it, you got to keep it up. Pay um, for it. You got to pay for it. That's Some you got to pay for it. So that's the other thing. Like with the podcast, with mine, um, I'm using a company called Acast to host my podcast, which is twenty dollars a month which there's more expensive ones out there. And I think there's less expensive. I think you were doing just YouTube for a long time, right? For a long, long, long time. But now um, you're up on a couple different platforms. Well, and that was after making the decision to drop some money on it. Because exactly. that, I mean, because like, you know, it's always a question. It's the Joe, Joe Rogan had said this before, where it was like, why he is funny. Cause now he's got this big deal with Spotify. You know, he had said before, and it made, it made all of the sense in the world to me was why would I do any of that when you don't get anything from it? Eventually, you know, and I'm not saying I'm like, and the the one thing you don't want to be known as is like the karate YouTuber or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to say people who do karate on YouTube are bad, but, you know, YouTube supposedly is supposed to give you something back Mm -hmm. eventually after you have X number of whatever what they want to keep moving the goalpost as. That's great. But then I was like, you know, I had a couple of people be like, hey, this would be easier for me to just not listen to it on YouTube, you know, for whatever reason. And then I was like, you know what? At well, least the, re- it, the reach is out there. It is nice not on YouTube because if I want to use my phone for something else, I can close YouTube. Uh, you know, I, I'll have a podcast playing, but then I can have other things going. So I'm glad you're not on just YouTube anymore. <laughs> Other people I, are too. Um, yeah, but you're right. There's a cost associated with it. Like I've been paying for mine now for going on three years. I've never asked for advertising. I've never asked for sponsorship. And I and I don't I don't want to ask for a sponsorship or advertisement because I don't want to be tied to anyone. Mm-hmm. I want if I if I want to give a review, I want to give a review of a product, right? Um, right. 
like if I I, I gave a, a terrible review of one of Charedo's geese, the new wave three, I hate that thing. I don't ever want to be tied to a situation where I feel like I, I have to lie about my opinion. If I, Buy if this I, product. Yeah. If I think it's good, it's good. If I think it's junk, I'm going to say it. I don't care. Because I love other products by Charedo. Buy yeah. a banana. I don't care. Like, <laughs> like, like, just, just, uh, like, and that's a, that's a thing too, right? So when you talk about like social media and like how it's become so saturated and proliferated, um, that like everything is an advertisement. Like the Karate Podcast is not going to sell something. I'm just like the, I'm trying to think what can I sell exactly, <laughs> but like like the Karate Podcast isn't going to sell something. Like like the the like Joe Rogan stuff or like people who have like a very general thing or like is who who's been a famous personality who has people on or I don't know like the freaking Sopranos podcast now um, is apparently like has sponsorships and stuff like that because the Sopranos is a popular show so that you know those cast members can continue to milk money out of them but like what are we gonna sell like geese to who? The, like the 20 people who listen and then like the five people who like already know which which one is not the game yeah. here like yeah i mean if i had a specific brand of a product or something i'd i would sell it but and at some point honestly at some point i'm probably gonna be like well am i gonna continue to pay 20 dollars a month to host it because it does add up right but here's the other thing that adds up and it's i love going to the different dojos to train but you know parking around Okinawa is typically not free, right? So I've been down to like the Asato Dojo at James's place and I've stayed there for hours on end. Okay, well that's that's probably fifteen dollars of parking or fifteen hundred yen, let's say. And then I've I've taken people to dinner. Not a not a big deal, but for interviews, those little things do start to add up and it's like, man, this I could do this and not put a podcast out, and then I would still get to enjoy all the benefits of it. So if I keep sharing this information, should I open it up to advertising? But again, I just I don't want to deal with that like where I'm I'm where I am pushed to have a, a five minute spiel in the beginning or then something in the middle and the end. And I, other people do it and that's fine. Yeah. Because honestly, that's why that plus that's why that plus ten seconds is available on my phone, so I can jump through that. Because that's what happens, right? If you listen to Joe Rogan or somebody like that or anybody on their podcast channel, there's always these advertisements in the beginning or in the middle. But if you go to their YouTube and you you throw it up there, there there's none of that. Yeah, there's no five minutes of advertising in the beginning, and I don't mind it. People have to get paid. I, I don't mind that. I'm just not probably well, going to listen to it. It's also you and me are like regular dudes. Like we're yeah, not exactly. We work. We work. We have you know obligations and stuff. Yep. And but we also have like a passion for like karate. We have passion yep. for martial arts. Yep. Um, you have a passion for training with people. I have a you know I have a passion to kind of like talk about like kind of dig into different parts uh, here and there on stuff maybe people don't talk about too much. Yep. But how so, widespread is that going to get? You know, especially nowadays. Not so, saying that our, your your noble podcast hosts are ever going to quit what they do, but we're also not going to quit our day jobs. Well, I am definitely not going to quit my day job. I've, I've I've got too much. I have to pay bills for too many other things. He's in too deep. <laughs> you know, karate's not 
Well, so this is kind of interesting too. Going back to um, when I was talking earlier about most of the people that teach here, even these like world famous tentons that have had other jobs, because one of the beauties of living on Okinawa is is martial arts are cheap. Like our monthly tuition is cheap. When I when I teach, I, I have insurance to cover me and cover my my students at my dojo. My insurance is dirt cheap compared to what it is in America. It's oh, like the cost of two car tires for the whole year. I mean, it's really cheap here in Okinawa. But what we don't have is we don't have 15 billboards as you drive down the highway with, with you know, lawyers that want to sue everybody. This is a di- We're in a different country, right? We're just not a sue-happy nation here in Japan. If people get hurt, they get hurt, and you have to, you have to cover them. But it's, it's economical here. Like in America, I've talked to people that between the rent and the insurance are paying over $3,000 a month to run their dojo. How how can you do that? Well, you have to have a job or you have to be in McDojo and you have to have birthday parties and, you know, you have to have 15 different promotions a month and and all this and that. We don't do that over here. Thank goodness. I don't ever want to get into a situation where I'm where I'm stuck doing that. But our, our monthly tuition is is very low compared to other places, like it was in the States for me, which I didn't pay a lot in the States. We still had a really cheap dojo in the States because our sensei was not out there for the money. But over here, it's people aren't out for the money either necessarily, you know? Necessarily. Necessarily. Uh, I've been surprised. Uh, I've, been, I've been shocked a couple times on Okinawa by Okinawans that, that really had a love for money. Uh, but for the most part, for the for the majority, it's not that way. It's right. not. That way. Thank and goodness. And like going back to social media, like a lot of these places, you don't know they exist. Like I think now with the with the what is the information center? Yes. It's like starting to like get these places on the map. Well, Canal Crowdy uh, Information Center. Yes, I I love those guys down there. They do great work, and they they do put people on the map. They do a lot of good uh, work down there at the KaiCon, which they're not part of the KaiCon. They they are in the KaiCon, but they're not part of the KaiCon. OKIC.com or OKIC.Okinawa. I can't they're not remember. paying us. They're not paying us. They're not paying for that I have had personal issues with front uh, staff at the KaiCon. Have you been to the KaiCon? I have really bad cell phone footage that I that I nearly threw away. Of going there last time I was in Okinawa because okay. I walked from actually not that far off from where James's place is to the Kaikon and back. Okay, okay. Just to kind of see point. where it was, but you know, like I just saw it and was like, and it's a really nice place. Yes, yeah. really cool little place. I know you did a video. You went I there did and a like video there. But here's the thing. I did not interview anyone that works there at the front office, at the staff. That, and I, I didn't want to. Now, now I do, and I'll tell you why. But the the people that were working there were not passionate about about karate. I don't think they gave a crap about it. They were just that was just a job. Yeah, and it, it was part of. Um, it was a government agency. That's all it is, right? But the OKIC was doing great work, and I think people would would associate them and they were not they were not one and the same now that being said there's a there's a there's a new uh kaicho there who is the grandson of nakamura shiguru interesting did you know that 
No, he's running the he he is running the front office of the Kaiko. So his background, his profession is in the tourist industry, and he and when were the Olympics in Atlanta? 88, 1988? Uh, I think it was, it was uh, 1988. You're older than me, so you would know. You would you would know that. <laughs> Just I'm just telling the truth here. I'm like, there was, was an Olympics in Atlanta? When? I was, <laughs> I was 12 years I don't old. Know. I was 12 years old in 1988. Yes, there was Olympics in Atlanta. Summer Olympics. I'm pretty sure it was 88. Uh, he went there, actually, uh, and, and several other senseis um, at that time. Shimabukuro sensei, uh, Zenpo, uh, Nakazato sensei from Shodun Yu, Shodun Khan went, and a handful of other people. Okay. But uh, he's now in charge of the front office at the KaiCon, so I think things are going to be uh, well organized, and they're going to be uh, focused on actual karate instead of just people yelling at you uh, because of different reasons. We did not have very good relations with the people in the front office at the KaiCon. That's my gripe for the day. I will stop now. That's all right. Like, I, get, I, I don't even know how we're talking about that. Oh, he was just talking about the Kaikon and talking about uh, okay, I see, and how they're getting uh, uh, different yes. people on yes. the map. So it's control yes. Z, Control Z, the conversation to that. That's um, brilliant. But yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, right. that's basically like that's the thing that I think is interesting is that these places, you know, obviously you have a, the kind of history of, you know, pre-war, post-war, how karate was used to get you guys to pay for money and stuff like to pay money and stuff like that. That's kind of maybe a different conversation for a different time. It's unfathomable to us that someone would have a dojo and not have a website or a listing or a, or a whatever. And the internet's made that super, super easy. Right. And there's probably just a lot of old school guys probably who have a decent understanding of at least how to use their phone now maybe not the internet um but they could actually maybe put that up there so and i think it's just they don't want to they don't feel the need to they but don't also, have the need to i think the next generation will uh, but you know it's comical like okama sensei uh i think he still uses a fax machine and that's common in Japan. I that mean, is common in Japan. Japan is has a technology of almost almost like twenty years from now, but has the the mindset of that we need to go back to the nineteen eighties because that's when the it's economy so, was good. They the still use all fax machines. Uh, so a lot of these senseis aren't going to have a website or a Facebook account, but their their sons are, their daughters are, and then their students are. So we're seeing that. That people um, my age, even though I'm older than you, uh, they're helping their. their you are. They're helping you know, their. Like how much we don't know. Get on uh, Facebook and and uh, have a has a have a presence, but the OKIC is doing that as well. Yeah, um, they're doing but, a good job. Speaking of social media and doing Zoom, there's an agency here in Okinawa called Ageshio, and have you heard of them? They're a they're a tourist agency, I guess, is what I will call them because they have a heavy background in tourism. But the man that runs it is a, a Shito Ryu practitioner. And they're on the same street. They're in Naha. They're on the same street as Shiredo and the Sato Dojo. Okay. Um, 
And they were actually organizing with some of the senseis here of doing Zoom training because their business is is bringing the tourists over, bringing the karate tourists over from around the world, and they will organize dojo training for you. What do you want to do? You want to do Weichiru, Shodenryu, Gojiru, or all of it. They have different packages. And because of social media, because they are social media savvy, they were going to some of these dojos and doing Zoom training. And and I I assume it worked out well. I didn't attend any of it. But uh, I think that's, you know, getting back to your first question or topic about social media, there's definitely pros. There, yeah. There's definitely pros with it. Uh, I, I have just had, I guess, a real sour taste because of, not only because of martial arts, but because of other things going on in the world oh, on yeah. social media, right? So this disinformation in politics. I mean, exactly. Twenty twenty is the apex center of it. It certainly is. And then, wouldn't you know it? There was a few martial arts Facebook groups that little bits of that social media presence was showing up that I hate the politics side or, or you know. It's one thing if somebody wants to make a joke or make a comment or whatever, but then there was one Facebook group that people were trying to, I don't know, they was just trying to get too political, like really not even about, I thought it was taking away from karate and it was really pushing an agenda. And I saw people, a handful of people saying, I'm out of here, see you later, I'm gone, I'm out of here. And the moderator put a stop to one of the posts, turned off comments on it and politely asked the, the individual to rewrite the post with some factual information or at least personal experience information. And, and they did, and then it kind of got a little bit better after that. But it was like I was to this breaking point of stepping away from it completely. Um, but I don't want to stop the podcast. And if I do step away from social media completely, then I will have to stop the podcast because well, you have to be on some form of social media now. Yeah, because you can't, I mean, there's not like it's like you can go out and like give a little newsy boy a thing and he can be like, step right up. Yeah, step right up. Yeah, listen to the Okinawan Karate podcast just down the way. Like, it's just, you know, we don't live in a world where like you can actually ever like physically like hand out signs to listen to my podcast. God, I wish it was the 90s still. Yeah. Like, and they still have that like magical era of just like. Like five dollars is Xerox, and then everyone in town shows up. And then insert your mid '90s movie here. Get a little deeper into that, it's like, what's the, what's the use of the Facebook group? Like, what's the use of it? Like, if there's a billion of them, um, it, it, it's, it, you know, and normally they're just like, it's the same thing that goes on with Reddit and same things anywhere else. Um, even the old day forums, where it's just like, you know. There's a little moderator piss, pissing contest, and then someone just like there's enough people who go off and start their own thing. You know, it's funny you mention that because I don't know how many times I'll, I'll Google something and a topic comes up in a forum that's more than 10 years old, right? Like no one's been in these forums forever. It's like, oh my gosh, I remember those. And people would rant in them forever. Hell, I did. You yeah. know? Yeah. I look back. I look back to like the two thousand early two thousands ones, and I, I have like one bookmarked as my favorite because I know the two people who who went at it, and I was like, "Yep, it's still here <laughs> in public, <laughs> plain as day." Yep. Thank God no one's boss can, like is going back and checking this X Y Z forum. Yep. 
Um, not that it had anything like super racy in it. It was just like two people like publicly arguing and stuff like that. But that's like the biggest like and that's the thing. It's the big difference between like even just ten years ago and now. Yeah. Where like if you were you were like, well, that person was da 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 da, and then like suddenly it's a news headline where it's like, yeah. Josh said this, and so he hates Tumblr feminist lesbian babies, yeah. and and it's just like. Or or someone posts themselves doing a kata and 458 people have to respond and say, well, that would never work or your stance is too wide or, you know, this is wrong and that and blah, blah, blah. Whereas you'll take one still photo of multiple choki and people will hold it up there like it's Allah and you don't have any idea what he was doing in that one still photo. And then I could go through that and say, well, why is his shoulder so high? Why is, you know, why is he not bending his knees more or whatever? But I don't know if you and I have talked about this or not training with injuries and how you, how you modify certain things to compensate for a bad knee, a bad back or whatever. I've had conversations with, with different people that have gone through it. And I know for a fact, I know senseis that have stopped teaching certain kata or teaching them a certain way because of their own ailments. And then their students follow suit like it. But, but there's another example of, you know, you'll see somebody post a video. You have no idea what's going on with that, that person's body unless they've said it, you know. But right. then here's all these social media idiots. That's, I mean, I, I just can't say it any other way that want to critique everything about them. And I just get so frustrated with it. Unless it's a, spe uh, a specific forum where someone is asking, please watch my kata. Okay, I am Matsubayashi Ryu. And please watch this kata and let's discuss it. Otherwise, I can't stand it. I cannot stand when people have to critique everything left and right. And I don't think that when if someone, I think there's people asking, what will it really do? you don't know and like if you don't know those people they don't know you this is a good point you know maybe it will give you some sense of like i could be a little wrong about this but it it makes enough sense because it's the way social media is designed right uh facebook twitter instagram youtube that red and like certain colors red and green like, oh yeah make the brain feel a certain way oh yeah yeah um, and so when you get comments or you get likes or you get all this other stuff, and if you're in good faith asking to someone to critique your kata, and then you see a bunch of people are like, good job. Yeah. And where someone's like, you suck. You're yeah. a terrible thing. And I would do better with my, you know, thing and a thing and a thing. Yep. What good does it do? Yeah, there's definitely a, a science behind that. Actually, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine a couple of days ago, and that's one of the main reasons he's not on social media anymore. As he said, they have all these psychologists that are just working there to try to, to keep people on there in an angry state because then that just keeps the, the fire going. I'm like, wow, you're exactly right. I, I think they're all in the karate forums. <laughs> well, and then it's like YouTube analytics or analytics in general. Yeah. Right? Yep. Will are kind of designed and I this happened to me where I was like looking at analytics of stuff being like of course uh, it's it means so much it's, it just means like whatever an algorithm pops your video or, or like recording to wherever and then maybe somebody has listened to it for 10 seconds and turned it off or 
um, accidentally clicked on it or, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's not meaningless, right? right? Right. Because we're still participating in it. Like, I think us doing what we do, you know, just putting out ideas and stuff is inherently a bad thing. Right. But I, right. I think is the detractor point is where people say, or programs are built to, if you are not popular, if you are not trending, if you are not X, Y, and Z, you are useless, you're worthless. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. Good. You know what? I, I think that comes back <clears throat> to what we were talking to earlier a little bit about doing doing things for passion and doing it because you want to do it, right. not 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 just for money and paying the bills because you have a different reason and you have a different agenda. Um, you know, I had I've had a handful of people make jokes or comments uh, like, oh, you know, you should do advertising and you got to get on YouTube and get all these um, – uh, subscribers and everything, and then uh, you get paid. Uh, you'll be like the next Jesse Encamp. Like, whoa, 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 whoa! I have great, great respect for that man for what he's doing and how he's he's built his his business essentially, right? Um, because that is his job. He he will tell you that's his job on social media. He's a karate nerd and he travels the world to train and everything. That's not me. I don't have a desire to be like that. Plus. I'm not his age, right? Where I'm, I'm going around and, and competing in these tournaments. Um, that's that's not my that's not my focus. I I totally respect him for what he's doing. And you know, that's another thing I wanted to say. One of the things about this podcast, doing podcasts, that I really I didn't know I was going to enjoy so much, but meeting different people and finding out how passionate they are about what they're doing. I didn't know that going into it, but it, it, it's been one of the things that I found that I love the most. You, you, you interview people, you talk to people, you meet people, they are passionate about what they're doing. And that's, that's pretty awesome. I, li- I like that about people. I had no idea that I would feel that way or that I would see that. And, but you know, I'll, I'll interview somebody that's training Masabiyashi do. I'll interview somebody that trained multiple Dundee. I'll interview somebody that's a Goju do. Uh, interviewed Jesse in camp two times, these different things. And it's like when you're in the presence, which is another reason why I do like being face to face with people, uh, you're going to feel them a little bit differently. It's like, wow, this, they, they are so, so passionate about what they're doing. It doesn't matter if I like it or not. It doesn't matter if it's my style. It doesn't matter if I agree with it, but damn, that person's like all in. And it, yeah. it's, it's, it's there's something really, really awesome, really attractive about that, right? Like uh, Jesse Ancamp gets a bad rap from a lot of people. Some people love him. Some people hate him. I think there's a lot of jealousy out there. Uh, but I'll tell you what, like when I was in this, when I was in his presence, it was like this guy, I think no matter what he wants to do in life, he would be successful at. It's He's got that, that persona about him. He's got that focus. He's got that attention no matter what he does. I don't care if people don't like his gi. I don't care if people don't like him. I really don't care. I, people don't like me. I don't care. It doesn't matter, right? But well, and very specifically, he's a karate brand. Yeah, I mean, he, he puts himself out there as that, which I mean, he does. And that, I'm not going to comment on that. That's going to invite a lot of hatred. It's going to invite a lot of critique. But Whatever. I mean, that's what he does. It's what he does. And that's the thing, like. This is why karate is so open to interpretation, because karate has always had this identity, I don't want to say identity crisis, but has had a much more open identity than 
other martial arts that tend to like for example like kendo judo aikido Mm -hmm. don't have very open identities Mm -hmm. historically Mm -hmm. you know very japanese you know fencing you know it's very european Mm -hmm. right Boxing has a, like a has a English kind of background, but also has a lot of strong roots in you know, with American culture. Hell yeah, Rocky! Right. Where'd you come up with the name Italian Stallion? Oh, I was just thinking of one day when I was eating dinner. The 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 thing is with karate is like it has this kind of more open identity, yeah. which invites a lot more in. Yeah, and I think other martial arts have started to open up a little more, but karate in itself, occupied land, post war. People had to mix, so I mean, the the, the karate is more open. It's it's open. It's just open for me as it is for you, as for Jesse Incap, as for anybody else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I have no desire to go that that far down the social media path. I'm enjoy. I really am enjoying what I'm doing when I can do it. Uh, I'm just kind of stuck right now because of COVID. Uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully one day. Actually, I think this weekend I, I was going to be somewhere and and putting together some footage and and training and and that you know it, it, that frustrates the heck out of me but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get back to it. I mean, it's this is for now. This is not forever, and yeah. that's what I keep telling myself. And I, so I think other people need to understand, and that if they keep on trying to, you know, some people want to try to make act like it's it's. Well, we just ignore it. Well, we can't ignore it. But that doesn't mean we can't function in different ways until then. Right. It's annoying. It, it, people don't like it. It's fine. They don't like ch- immediate change. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. Cool. Anything, any last words on, on any of that? Uh, you want to pitch to Jeffrey Katzenberg so, so our podcast, respectively, can get on Quibi? <laughs> you can do the pitch. Just create, just create eight-minute... Like 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 slice of life podcast podcasts. <laughs> I'll do an eight minute slice of Okinawa, Okinawa yeah. life, Okinawa karate life. No, I mean uh, in closing, I want to thank you for setting this up and and doing this. When you get down here, we're gonna do it live. You know, we'll train once and for all, and and in color, and in color. Yeah, and uh, compare some kata. I, I, that'll be a lot of fun, and and do some some training there. So yeah. I mean, and then just... we'll post, and then we'll post our, our episodes up on social media. So, <laughs> so, so as we sat here and bashed social, well, I don't know if we bashed it. I think we bashed. We didn't it bash it. We social. we critiqued it for what it's worth. We critiqued it for what it's worth, right? But, uh, yeah, I, I like you had said in 2020, right, where everything's kind of you have so many people sitting home bored and they can't do anything else, so they're even they're online even more. I think when uh, when you come on down to Okinawa next time, or who knows, maybe I'll I'll visit you up there. We'll maybe we'll do some beach training if we're if we're not allowed to go inside any buildings. We can well, social and, distance. Admittedly, yeah. There's only there's there's only two ways you can get here: the expensive way and the long way. But um, if things when things get clear, we will definitely do that. Um, yeah. So one thing I like to do at the end of the show is always ask, Josh, what the heck are you working on this week? I guess it's Thursday. Normally we do this on like late, later in the week. It's, so it's but what so, have you been working on and what are you okay, trying to work So let me tell you what I've been working on. And, and this is the other reason why I've been a little bit ir- irritated for the last month. Um, I haven't been able to work on a lot. I have 
I have uh, six herniated discs, discs in my back, three in my neck, three in my lower back. And I've been working on getting uh, mobile again. My lower back, I, I, was, I was exercising of all things, and I was doing squats, and I really hurt myself badly in, in the beginning of July. And uh, have just been completely miserable for the entire month. So I'm working on becoming mobile again, doing a lot of stretching is what I've been working on. I am to the point now where I can sleep again without a lot of pain. I can get up without having to pull, you know, like on a, the um, arms of the chair and stuff like that. And uh, I have these I have these markers in my life that I use to gauge my my health. Can I stand up and get dressed? like put my socks on standing up. Can I stand up to put my shoes on? It means bend over and tie my shoes or whatever. Okay. And the other thing is, are, is my waist getting, or are my pants getting too tight? Now these are, these are very simple things that you can do every single day of your life. You don't need a scale. You don't need to go to the doctor. Right. I'm not saying there isn't more important ways to, to measure your health. But these are, these are markers. And the reason I have these is because, <laughs> because of people that I, that I have in my life that cannot do these things. Mm. And I've, I watched them from the time I was a child get to the point where they can't do any of these. Uh, so I, I've sworn to myself I'm not going to be like that or I'm going to go as long as I possibly can without being like that. For the month of July, I couldn't do any of those things. So I was flat out miserable man and i and that's then all this other social media crap and i was like i'm, I'm getting off everything the whole world just I'm, I'm done with everything so what i'm working on is getting back to uh my my happy place with being able to move again and that's kind of like half of it is just if you're content like you can start moving if you're not content you know it's harder especially if you got injured i was i was miserable i mean i was hating life i was purely miserable i I was teaching my class, couldn't hardly do anything. Um, I was miserable, uh, miserable around the house, miserable to the people around me. I felt bad, uh, like three or four trips to the chiropractor, but it's it's getting all right now. I did some really good stretching again yesterday. I've been stretching a lot, so that's what I've been working on. How about you? What are you working on? Um, this week has kind of been a uh, weird quarantine brain. So, uh, because I've got, you know, I'm kind of in lockdown where I am for the first, like, really, like, people urging others to stay home despite some places that you really can't because of an unfortunate outbreak that happened here. Uh, but, you know, what I, what I was working on today is covering, covering all the basics. And then what I'm trying to do is just improve what I can because doing online contact stuff with people, you know, right now is kind of out. And as we talked before, apparently getting back where I live is close to impossible. So trying to figure out kind of different methods and stuff and for when I can kind of go back to a hardware store and just be like, well, there's a huge PVC pipe. What can I make work with this? Doing the old Okinawan thing of, of uh, using the resources I've got, not right. necessarily right. getting the resources I want. Yeah, so if anybody's listening has a heavy bag they want to send to Jonathan, he's in, he's in searching for, what do you want, an 80 to 100 pound bag or more? 
it's not so much that it's it's like I, I said this last time Jeff Bezos won't send me one yeah and I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know if it's my I, I haven't really investigated it too terribly because I'm like all right well I don't want to spend like x number of dollars on this right now so I you know use that money for other things but I, it's like you, you you'd be like all right it's gonna be a big purchase wait two or three months got the money all right boom this will be good this will be good for training good for contact good for whatever can't send to your location look for an alternative can't send to your location look for an alternative can't send to your location look for an alternative it's filled with styrofoam can't will send to your location i'm like nope not spending money on that yeah so well if you get down here to okinawa you might be able to find one um but then you know you got to get it back to where you're at or you just empty one out and then go that's home with sand that's not hard uh <laughs> It's just a matter of actually getting it. So, Fighting Road, if you will sponsor, if you, you don't have to give me any money. Just send me a punching bag. Yeah. <laughs> I got you stuff when I lived two islands up five years ago. You were fine with sending it then. But now, no, 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 no. Smaller island, so we're not sending it there. Get a little sassy, Jonathan, after not getting his bag. All right. Anything you want to say and sign it up? I'm I'm good, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, we, keep tuning in. Keep tuning into the Karate Without Belts. Keep tuning in to Okinawa Karate Podcast. Yeah, and uh, we'll probably have some more collab content coming your way. Um, yes. Until then, Josh, thanks so much for being on. And thank you, sir. Thank you. And don't forget to keep training.